When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to The Paper Fold. I am your host, Sarah, The Paper Nerd, and I'm so glad to be back nerding out with you on my favorite topic, stationery. My guest today is probably the biggest stationery success story to come out of the 20th century that I personally know of. Not only does Mary Engelbright have an accessible, distinctive style that has evolved over time, which not everyone can do, she forged a path for today's makers. This self-taught St. Louis artist first started selling greeting cards while in Catholic school for a quarter. And at first, when she got out of school, she tried her hand at illustrating children's books. But after receiving a quote-unquote mild reception from publishing houses, she instead took a dozen greeting card designs to National Stationery Show 40 years ago in 1983. On the back of each card was written, this illustration is by Mary Engelbright, who thanks you from the bottom of my heart for buying this card. Fantastically, Mary has not looked back since. In a snub to those early publishing rejections, Mary is now one of a select few artists with not one, not two, but three New York Times children's bestsellers. In 1996, she began publishing Mary Engelbright's Home Companion magazine. It would publish for 11 years. It was often favorably compared to Martha Stewart's Living, and frankly, I liked Mary's a little better. Mary is also a licensed powerhouse generating nearly 6,500 products over the years and more than $1 billion in lifetime retail sales. At the heart of it all is Mary's work, both the more cheerful traditional offerings as well as Angle Dark, the work Mary creates that is a little more specific to our times. In addition to all that great design, which she still releases, Mary also illuminated a path for other makers to follow. So it is quite obvious why I wanted to have her here and why I was pinching myself for weeks after she consented. I am so thrilled to share the interview with you all right after this. Hey nerds, when I started this podcast, it took time to find my stride, but I was beyond fortunate to have one infinitely iconic bitch in my corner cheering me on, reminding me that I was having a human experience and slaying it was well within reach. I am referring, of course, to the crown jewel of the paper fold podcast crown, Girl with Knife, and of course, the girl behind that knife, Alicia Castaldi. If you haven't yet gotten acquainted, this brand is your new BFF in paper goods and now home decor as well. The card I just quoted, remember, you're an infinitely iconic bitch having a human experience just won a 2023 louis award in the humorous friendship and encouragement category inspired by an unforgettable encounter alicia had with a majestic green dragonfly it celebrates the unflinching resilience of the female spirit once you see it you'll be surprised by how powerful a humble greeting card can be and also why in 2022 alicia was named artist of the year and that's just one tiny taste of the latest and greatest from the enchanting girl with knife world New this summer are two candle releases I cannot wait to sniff. 
Poetic Chaos, Essence of White Flowers, and Rogue Floral, Essence of Exotic Petals. Along with some matching gift wraps and irresistible card designs, it can all be shopped in the exquisite design haven better known as the Daniel Richards Showroom in Atlanta and Dallas. Can't make it to market? You can always hit this fair top shop 24-7. Meanwhile, if you're a paper nerd out in the wild looking to express your best self as you uplift those you adore, I'm a little jealous that you get to experience this fantastic and fantastical world for the first time. Head on over over to girlwithknife, all spelled out, .com and immerse yourself. I guarantee your stationery, as well as your living and workspaces, will slay. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Paper Folds. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming here. Uh, your success story is legendary in the stationery community. You are a self-taught artist, and you actually began selling greeting cards for a quarter while still in Catholic school. Mm-hmm, I did. <laughs> I'm so glad you ignored the nun's advice to become an English teacher. <laughs> Honest, they yeah. told everybody that. So <laughs> that was like that was like it was either an English teacher or a nurse for girls, or back maybe then. to get married early. Yeah, maybe if you're or become a nun. Well, yeah. <laughs> or follow their path. Yeah. Um, but instead, you kept drawing and eventually tried to break into illustrating children's books. It was then that you were advised to again consider greeting cards. So in 1983, 40 years ago, uh, you took a dozen card designs to National Stationery Show in New York City. You have not looked back since. This is a stationary legend. Uh, and since then, you've generated nearly 6,500 products over the years and more than $1 billion in lifetime retail sales, which is incredible. Um, however, I'd like to think personally that the greeting card is really the core uh, from which everything flows. So I am curious, what do you think it is about that humble medium that lends itself so well to your artistry? It does, and at the time uh, that we that I started, uh, nobody was really doing um, cards with quotes on them or black backgrounds or anything like that. You know, they were, they were pretty traditional greeting cards. So uh, I think I just hit at the right time, but it was perfect for me because um, I don't know why I didn't think about greeting cards at first because. As you said, I had been doing them since high school for local stores. And um, I guess I just didn't realize that that's how the business worked. It was a story of my life. But um, <laughs> I, so we just, you know, showed, um, well, we printed them ourselves here in St. Mm -hmm. Louis. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily, during that show where we had just 12 little cards on a card table, no decorations, no nothing. We didn't know anything about showing at that show. It was <laughs> pathetic. But um, New York Magazine was walking through the show, and they saw them, and they liked them, and they featured them in their next issue. And that's what um, really uh, why it took off, I think. I, it's interesting that you say you didn't think about greeting cards. And I feel like that's the thing about greeting cards. They're like this humble little medium that nobody really thinks about, but they're so, they, they really are very uh, mighty. They and, are. They're very powerful. You know, they and, say that little thing that you want to say to somebody, just uh, you have to capture it in a, in a image or, or the, you know, saying that you're using and, 
people would always tell us they buy one to give to a friend and then one to keep at the same time. So they're very powerful little messengers. Hey nerds, since our beloved stationary community is scattered to the four winds, it is very easy for makers to feel isolated and alone. It is also too easy to open up your Insta, see the success of other brands from the outside and feel completely lost. But feel lost no longer. KMB Wholesale Intensive is a powerful tool to take your business to the next level. The self-study, self-paced course was created by my dear, inspiring friend, Catherine Hildner of Kitty Meow Boutique, a stationary range that is fun, fierce, and specifically designed to make women feel confident, empowered, and courageous. These distinctive offerings can be shopped in over 1,300 stores and 13 countries around the world, and Kat wants makers to experience the same with their own offerings. So, this Dynamo Mentor has condensed the secrets of her success into the newly reconfigured KMB Intensive. Six training videos are paired with clear homework to take focused and a Lined action plus their spreadsheets, checklists, templates, swipe copy, and workshops galore to inform your own path. This easy, affordable program will have you navigating the wholesale stationary scene like a seasoned pro as you enable your brand to truly blossom. Lesson one focuses on all important pricing, ramping up your range and your wholesale catalog. Lesson two is all about pitching your line with confidence and a streamlined strategy. Lesson three delves into product and shipping, packaging, customer experiences, and the all important tool of delegating. Lesson four tackles implementing solid SEO, another biz essential. In lesson five, Kat takes on a real doozy that I know is a huge challenge for other makers, marketing and selling without being a creeper. And finally, the course closes with lesson six, plan of attack to snag those sales at market. I have seen Kat at many shows and take it from me. That girl works them like nobody's business, except maybe yours. I love that this coursework is designed to be tackled on your own time as you can. So many of us juggle families and other jobs, so you study when you can, no guilt required. All this easy to access and revisit knowledge is so affordable at $397 or two payments of $203. That price also includes access to the private KMB Wholesale Intensive Community on Facebook, where you can interact in real time with others who are also serious about scaling their wholesale strategies. Help is never far away. And with the KMB Wholesale Intensive, Catherine is there for you and most likely has encountered your challenge already. She is so transparent and inspiring, it is difficult not to be infected with her enthusiasm. Kat is graciously giving Paperfold listeners 50 bucks off the purchase with the code PAPERNERD, all one word, all in caps. Meanwhile, as the summer markets kick off, Kitty Meow Boutique is releasing 20 new fantastic designs. Wholesale friends, shop this esteemed five-star house of paper on Fair 24-7. And if you are a paper nerd in the wild, start your shop at kittymeowboutique.com. And don't forget, if you are not seeing this brand on the shelves of your favorite card and gift shop, ask the owner to stock it already. So get on this already, Kitty Cat and be sure to tell Kat that Sarah sent you. I'm, I'm curious when you say you just showed up with 12 cards on a card table and I, I did not see National Stationery Show in 83. I know it was pretty over the top at that point. Yeah. Like what was the other kind of popular stuff at that at that market, like what was, what was, what was the norm that you were sort of responding to, I guess, with your work that caught that editor's attention? Um, what, what was at that show? I, you know, we were so, we realized what a disaster we looked like as soon as we got there. (laughs) 
But uh, <laughs> so I was kind of concerned with that and not much else. But people would, um, there were also calendars there. And, it was um, a big, yeah. 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 My guess is like crane, you know, the crane booth at that time, like when I started, the crane booth was like 20 booths long and they had oh, the yeah. famous windows. So it was probably like a lot of invitations and more, you know, uh, Mrs. Grossman stickers. And oh, that you know, was huge back then. Yeah. yeah like that was, yeah. that was probably the scene. And so to have these sort of like very eloquent, thoughtful drawings with like these sort of more like heartfelt quotes must have been like really out of left field. Yeah, and, and we were um, getting a lot of attention, and um, could have been because the booth looked so pathetic. I don't know, but <laughs> they, we were getting a lot of attention, and um, people were really responding to the messages in the card. Uh, you, right. None of them just said "Happy birthday," you know. Right. That, was, you know. that wasn't something people were doing and putting no. those kinds of sentiments and characters on greeting cards, unless right. it was maybe licensed. Oh, yeah. yeah. They used to, I mean, the going knowledge at that time was that if you put a figure, a person on the front of the card, it was dead in the water because uh, at that time, and I have to say, it's actually kind of swung around and come back to that, that people only would buy a card with a person on it if it looked exactly like the person they were sending it to. Um, right. Yeah. So... So they were unusual in that way, too. And they were kind of funny little people. You know, they were cute. So, um, yeah, we just happened to hit right at the right time with something that was so different. Mm -hmm. um, nobody had seen it, really. And I think that's why they took off. And also, that's incredible. Yeah, it, it was the way it took off. Because, I mean, we were doing this down in my basement and printing it locally and you know, where there were boxes piled up in my washing machine and dryer. <laughs> so we came back from there and actually got a little office. Um, so that was kind of, that was definitely the start of our um, business. And we also, at that show, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of different manufacturers came up to us. Like, so I got my first um, calendar license, uh, with workman publishing and wow so we we didn't even know what licensing was <laughs> so they come up and they said we'd love to license your work and we're like great and then we what is that, what is that? <laughs> we were looking stuff up while we were there and figuring it out as we went but. as you went along i think it's great i you know everybody goes to the especially you know younger makers go off to these these markets with these you know with informed by these experiences you know they're the they're the stuff of legend that um you know hopefully younger younger makers are hoping to build on and you know you definitely you know laid down that path uh which is just so incredible and impressive you mentioned um with your cards at the beginning people would buy one to keep and one to send. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I have to ask you, are you a big greeting card sender? Like on oh, the side? But am I? Um, yes. yes. I love greeting cards. And, um, but I would always buy them. I don't, honestly, I don't send them that often. I buy them because I love the way they look. I frame mm -hmm. them, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, but mine would always be the gift at the shower that didn't have a card with it. So... <laughs> 
It's like I the don't... cobbler's child yeah, with no exactly. shoes, you know. Right. <laughs> so I also wanted to ask you about one of your better known images, Life is a Chair of Bullies, which was kind of, you know, really um, omnipresent you know, as, as you were getting established, mm -hmm. um, it was unbelievably rejected by a greeting card publisher in 1979. Uh -huh. What was their reason? Like, what did they say to you when they rejected it? What is the sending situation here? <laughs> That's what everybody said. Why would I ever send this? I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I, I didn't know how to answer that question because I, would have bought that card and sent it to several friends just because it was cute and and uh but that's not how um you know the other greeting card companies were looking at um greeting cards they wanted them to and they still do but you know fit into a uh, uh, is that an algorithm fit into uh you know, we <laughs> sort need of. yeah we need two more uh, birthday cards to fill in this slot, you know. Yes. And yes. At the and when we started, and we um, we were doing it ourselves, and then we went with um, who did we go with? Well, for greeting cards, I I can't remember. I I know Sunrise was in there um, mm -hmm. uh, at the very beginning, but we just I was just producing pictures that mm -hmm. I felt like drawing. Or, and I had a whole book, you know, lots of books full of quotes that I had collected all my life. And so I was just illustrating those. And um, I wasn't thinking about birthdays or get wells or anything like that. And it just seemed to um, fill a niche. You right, know. right. Whatever was in all the other greeting cards, it was not, this kind of messaging was not being addressed. You no, know, it you wasn't. Were putting out there. So. And I always wanted the cards to be blank, which of course mm -hmm. nobody was going to go for that. Once when I, you know, went with a publisher, they, you had to have something inside. Um, but yeah, they were just different enough to catch everybody's attention, I guess. Right. You know, and now we're going through a similar thing. Like I've had some makers on who will say, well, why does a happy birthday card have to say happy birthday? Can't it just be a nice Honestly. card? And I write happy right. birthday to my friend on the inside. Like why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do the consumer really need to have their hands held that much? Uh, they, I know. they know it's, what it is. Say the exact thing. And, you know, I we had one, we opened little stores uh, later and mm -hmm. we we had people come in all the time and say, do you have a birthday card for my cousin who's in the army? In the no, we don't. Just buy a birthday card and write what you want in it. You know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I so. mean, this is very reminiscent. I had Emily McDowell on recently on my on this podcast, and she did empathy cards. Oh yeah, they were great. Which came out 10 years ago, and she said the same thing when she started showing them. They, the, the buyers would love it, but they didn't think their customers would understand it. Um, and so, I'm, yeah. So, I'm yeah. curious from your perspective, you know, what advice would you have for creatives who do get that great idea uh, before the world is quite ready for it? Um, what do you think you might have said to change the situation in your favor, or was that even possible? It was possible at the beginning. Um, 
It definitely was. We we worked with, you know, as I say, we worked with Sunrise and uh, mm-hmm. uh, recycled paper for a little while. I, I was with like five different companies. And those uh, were the big, and those were the really big distributors right. that were going into drugstores, pharmacies, hospitals, you know, those. Exactly. Where, where you want to be. But, okay. um, and, and at that time, they were uh, more supportive of that idea. You know, they trusted their customers, you know, IQ, I guess. Um, and it did change, you know, as it got bigger and bigger. And when we were with, you know, bigger companies, they, they had their way of doing things and it did become very difficult to change it. Yeah. Know. Yeah. They have a lot invested in the way they, you know, put cards out and, and all of that. And, and, um, yeah, you weren't going to change a company policy. But at the beginning, Absolutely. it was small enough that it, it worked. And if you have an idea like that that's different, uh, I, mm-hmm. I advise you to stick with it. You know, and you may have to alter it down the road, but, you know, stick with your original idea. Yeah, I, I can imagine, you know, as you were developing these, you know, licensing agreements with different card companies and so on. I mean, while all this was going on, your brand was building and you were getting a lot of fans. And so, you know, as you kind of gained that momentum, how your approach, your suggestions sort of carried a little more weight. Um, yeah, it, it did. I mean, that's what they're looking for, obviously, they want to sell cards. <laughs> And if they're selling a lot of cards, even though they weren't what they were used to selling, um, yeah, it gave me a little bit of power to, you know, uh, produce the things I wanted. Right, right, which is wonderful. Um, so m- moving ahead, um, in, in 2000, um, you lost your 19-year-old son to g- gun violence. I'm so sorry. Um, and, and subsequently adopted and raised his daughter, who you say, quote unquote, basically saved your lives. Um, then you would go on to officially throw your hat into the activist ring uh, 14 years later with the image, uh, quote unquote, no, no one teach, inspired by the outrage you felt uh, following the tragic police killing of Michael Brown. Um, so I'm curious, as a creative, what was going on internally uh, between these two events? Um, your work really took a sharp turn uh, when Angled, Angled Dark sort of mm-hmm. came to life in 2015. I know you didn't just wake up one morning and produce it all. <laughs> this, I mean, this had to be festering for a while. So, like, can you right. take me through that at all um, as to how that kind of came to be? Well, um uh, yeah, we were always from the get go, you know, the cards were cute and, and, uh, but we would always joke around and, you know, come up with some funny things that we thought would be funny on a greeting card, but we had no intention <laughs> of putting them out. Uh, it was more for our own amusement. Um, but then, uh, and of course when a child dies, you know, nothing is ever the same again, but then, when Michael Brown was killed, he was also 19 when he died, and and um, it's right here in St. Louis. And we're just mm-hmm. being hit in the face with this awful mm-hmm. news day after day, and um, uh, he was. They shot him, and they let him lie there all day in front of his mother's house. Wouldn't let her near him, and um, it was just heartbreaking. And so I did the poster. 
um, yeah, it, it um, I just, there was no way I was not going to do something. Mm-hmm. And um, we put it out and we thought, oh my gosh, actually I put it out on social, on social media, I think, mm-hmm. without telling anybody at my office that I was doing that. And, um, you know, <laughs> they were panic stricken. And, and I was too, you know, that maybe I had uh, just ruined, you know, 20 year old business, or however long it had been. And um, it turned out that we did lose a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think we lost, I want to say, 20,000 followers, but we gained over 100,000. Wow. So um, I didn't feel so bad after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look by the numbers it is, but it's very, it's a scary thing to really, you know, put your, put your personal views out there in such a way, you know, such a turn with your work. Right. Yeah. It was definitely scary. Um, but it's, it, it turned out okay. And then, I mean, that was a very serious thing. Then we started, um, thinking, well, you know, Everybody could handle that. So what if we, um, and we would always call those cards angled darks. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Which I love. I, I love that name. I just yeah, think it's it worked so out smart. So we just thought, well, let's just, just put a few out. We'll do them in black and white so they won't think I've, you know, completely lost my mind doing these cute cards with these sarcastic sayings. We'll just make them black and white. We'll call it Mary Angle Dark and see. We'll just see what happens. And they are just ridiculously popular, <laughs> which I think, you know, speaks to the desperate times we live in, that uh, people really respond to them. Oh, yeah. And so now when you work, I mean, is it, are, you know, when you create new imagery, is it, are you just, do you just follow your inspiration and some days it's an angle dark and some days mm-hmm. it's an angle light? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, well, you know, I know, uh, we know how many cards we're looking for and, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of thing. So I keep that in mind. Um, but mainly really, I'm pretty fortunate. I get to just draw what, uh, I'm inspired by at that time. Right. Which is wonderful. And I feel like every yeah. creative like wants to get there. Oh yeah, to that to that point, like that's that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. I'm very lucky. Yeah. So finally, I I can I can tell that you two are a creative who thinks of yourself as always and never working, which is how I think right. of myself. Um, you've said I plan to drop dead at my art table. I can't explain to you the pleasure and true happiness I get from drawing. I'm just so glad pe- other people like it too. Um, now, as I mentioned, I work with so many other younger makers who, who really look to your work, or the past 40 years of your life as a shining example of the trajectory they would like to achieve. I, um, before we started recording, I was mentioning that I still remember your talk at NSS years ago. It was a total madhouse. Uh, people were dressed like you. And <laughs> I was standing in the back of the room of this in- entire completely full standing room only uh, hall at, at uh, Javits Center. 
and you spoke. And when it was over, someone said, okay, everyone line up over here for Mary to sign product. And it was like an elephant stampede of middle-aged <laughs> women. I mean, yeah. you know, it was, it was amazing. Um, so obviously the climate now is far different in nearly every conceivable sense, but um, do you have any advice to the young creative who's trying to launch her stationary brand? Uh, NSS uh, hasn't existed in a few years, but there's a lot of markets and, you know, a lot of these young makers come to markets with, you know, a couple dozen cards, not unlike you. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I will say, you know, when people ask for advice now, it's, it is harder now. You know, everybody is on social media. Um, and it's, well, first of all, I think it's hard to come up with something different. But uh, mm -hmm. if you do, there are definite ways. You know, everybody's, all these companies are looking for the next thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the next big thing. Um, and they move very fast. And um, like you you might, people might get a product in Target, Um They'll keep it in there for six weeks and then they're on to the new thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's um, when I was starting, um, if they wanted you in their store, they um, they give you a long time, you know, to get a customer base and try everything out. And um, it was so that was a little different. Um, but that's interesting. It's like a shorter attention. It's like a shorter consumer attention span. Absolutely. They think. It is. I think they're making a mistake when they mm -hmm. do that um, mm -hmm. because people remember, you know, they, they want, they want what they've been getting. They want to see new designs, but you know, they're not totally, I, I guess what I don't like, I don't like the way they treat the customers, which mm -hmm. as you were saying earlier, Oh, they won't get this birthday card because it doesn't say happy birthday on it. That's ridiculous. You know, people know what they want. And if you have a popular thing, they're going to find it. And um, the thing is, it's just, um, it's so much different now because there are m much fewer mom and pop shops, which is how I really made my Belt. mark. Yeah. And um, they're just, after 2008, you know, those all closed. A lot of the manufacturers closed because those stores closed. Um and so you will probably be dealing more with big companies. Yes. And their attention is all on, they're painting my house and they're right outside the window. I hope that <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you're dealing with these big, big companies, kind of faceless companies mm -hmm. where the turnover is so high. You could be dealing with somebody on Monday and Friday. They've replaced that person with somebody else <laughs> who wants to get rid of everything the other person was doing and make their own mark. So it's it's a lot harder. Um, yeah. And I've also noticed that the way some artists are handling it is they do they're making their own stuff and selling it online because mm -hmm. they want to stay true to their vision. That's the only way they can get to do it. Make yeah. it work. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these, I mean, you're 100% right. These big corporations, I mean, it's very bureaucratic and, mm -hmm. you know, that the, the might have There's a new no, person. Right. There's no sentimentality at all. There's no, um, uh, they don't care um, if you are producing cards for, I, 
I can't think of an example, but the, mm-hmm. if it if it works in their schedule, if you fit into their algorithm, if you, you know, they're they're fine to do that as long as it doesn't, um, you know, as long as it never changes. The minute your sales go down, okay, they're on to somebody else. Goodbye, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, to me, like when I think about your work, like it's so distinctive, like you have such a distinctive perspective, like that to me is what carries a range when I, when I see like a strong younger range, uh, like rifle paper, like, you know, a rifle, you know, a rifle thing when you see it. I know a Mary Bright floral when I see it, um, you know, do you think that if you still have that super distinctive sort of talent, you can still carve out a niche for yourself or is it just a lot harder these days? I just think um, it's harder. I just think things have changed, but I do think it's definitely possible, yeah. you know. And also, the, when I said, you know, everybody's on the, um, uh, everybody's on social media, mm-hmm. and they're these young people really know how to work that. I know, and can figure out uh, really great ways to get their work across. So it's a whole new ballgame than what I was doing, you know, yeah. back in the yeah. day. Yeah. I'm curious if you have, um, I'm going to let you go. I so appreciate your time. I'm curious if you have any uh, favorite um, artists or stationary lines out there that like you, you're sort of into that you might follow on Instagram that you, that you oh. really like their style. Yeah. Um, her company is called Pixieland. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I got to go find her because I'm not familiar with it. I, I'm just curious, you know, it's always interesting to me, like, well, what is, you know, like, what is Mary Engelbright fangirling over? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I love that. I love Rifle. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love, there's so many. I mean, I follow so many. August Run. Um, yes. Yeah. It's great. Her stuff and, is great. You should check out Tiny and Snail. You might really get a kick out of them. Oh, yeah. It's a sister. Yeah. They're sis, it's a sister brand and Tiny they're, and they're adorable. The one sister paints all the envelopes. She paints her envelopes when she sends them out. And it's just a beautiful, I don't know. I just think they bring something really cool to the snail mail table, so to speak. And it's uh, still really fun to get snail mail. And, you know, I love getting cards on the mail. And oh, Brenda Walton is another one. <laughs> I, I admire her so much. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it's it's still... There's something a little bit magical about getting a card in the mail, I think. And it really shows that people care enough to go out and look for one that, you know, fits their friend exactly. And Because I have yeah. a lot of faith in the customer that they can figure out what to send for a birthday. <laughs> That they will find it, that if it's a card with a flower that speaks to them, they know that they can write happy birthday in, and it's a perfectly and serviceable. There it is. Yeah. But. <laughs> birthday card. Well, I cannot thank you enough for coming by and chatting today. It was just such a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, it was fun. It was very fun. Thanks for thinking of me. 
Thank you so much, Mary, for dropping in the paper fold. I so appreciate your time and insights. As you may have noticed during the interview, I found myself getting curious about who she follows on Instagram. I mean, what does Mary's feed look like? But because I didn't send that question ahead of time as I'd like to do, she wasn't able to list off all her favorite accounts. Frankly, it was a big ask. I know my mind would completely go empty if someone asked me. However, Mary kindly sent some of her favorite feeds along afterwards, and they are so wonderful. I have included them in the liner notes for you to check out. Finally, thank you for listening. Of course, feel free to give me a five-star rating and review if you are so inclined. The Paperfold is proud to be a member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. To learn more about this dynamic community, please visit evergreenpodcast.com. Thank you so much, nerds. Please stay safe out there. Thank you.